following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in the last day of spring, if you want to call it that. Boy, we have had incredible weather, but the rain's moving in probably tonight by about midnight, and all of a sudden you're going to feel some temperature temperature dip over the next 48 hours. So get ready because late fall and early winter is about here. By Sunday night, low of 27. Let's head up to the plateau where it's normally about four or five degrees colder. There's Coach Watson Brown. Watson, how you doing? George, I'm good. I'm I'm glad I caught the full weekend weather since I'm not with you on Friday now. At least I, right. I can know how to plan out since the weatherman has told me exactly what I'm going to have over the weekend. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome, even though I don't think you mean it. Oh, I'm having a blast with it. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> Protect those plants. <laughs> I'll get Brenda. We'll be working on the plants on Friday. Thank you. I look forward to that. Yeah. Billy, how are you today? I'm doing great, George. I need to move my camera down, so I'll do that. Uh, but are you any more sincere than Watson was? Uh, probably no. not. Probably, no. probably not. Wow. You are a good weatherman for for what you produce for us every day, though. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know my meteorological stuff. <laughs> if there's a low in the Gulf and you've got a big old Canadian, you know, high pressure system moving in and they meet around Dixon or Cookville, all hell could break loose. <laughs> These county school systems could be closed. Watson, you want me to get into those? No, I think you better stay away from that. Dixon, Decatur, Fentress, Grundy, Lewis, Lincoln, Miles, Pittenham, Pittenham, Pittenham. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Uh, Pittenham. How are things in Pittenham County? <laughs> Terry McCormick's listening to this going, they have already lost it. They're only four minutes in. They appear to have lost total control. Terry, of course, anchors our daily Titans update with his pleasant smile. Terry, how are you? George, I take it your meteorological skills developed in elementary school watching Snowbird. Oh, my God. All we needed was this phrase, four inches in Memphis moving this way. It was more yes. BGA is where all that developed. But I'll say this. If you got that phrase, you had some fired up kids. 
Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Should we be fired up that Ryan Tannehill apparently was a full participant today in practice? George, I think you should be. I think uh, Ryan Tannehill, as I told you yesterday, I believe he's trending in the right direction. Uh, a full participant on that ankle today, that leads me to believe that barring a setback on Friday, that he's probably a go this Sunday, no matter if they do list him as questionable. I think the, the chances are much, much better of him being able to take the field and play. Terry, do you think there are certain restrictions that they'll put on him, i.e., we don't want you running? I don't think they would want him running any more than he absolutely had to. Now, that said, one of Mike Vrabel's requirements that he says with any injured player is that you have to be able to protect yourself. You have to be able to play effectively, and you have to be able not to make the injury worse. So those are that's his three-pronged test that uh, players have to pass in order to be able to play in, in a ball game once they're dealing with an injury. So I think they would – prefer that Tannehill not do a lot of running, but they need him to be mobile enough to be able to get away uh, in case of emergency. Okay, now that we think we have that out of the way, what about Jeffrey Simmons? Well, I'm not nearly as optimistic about Jeffrey being able to play. He was still in that walking boot today. He talked with reporters, and he just said that he was taking it day by day. And I asked him, and he admitted that he did re-aggravate the injury against the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night. So that could be just a little bit of a setback. He said, you know, he's taking it day by day. And one thing that he said that really stood out is that he needs to get this right. So I think, you know, there's a chance with two games coming up over a five-day span, there's a chance he could miss both of those as they try to get him right, so to speak, for the remainder of the season. Yeah, and let's face it, they need him notice this, right, because he is vital to that defense. And I guess that's the luxury you have when you've got the lead over the Colts. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I think that uh, they put themselves in a pretty good position in part because they've won the games that they're supposed to win. And the rest of the division is horrible by by comparison. So, uh, yes, they have earned themselves this luxury. The other guy, I think, George, that you have to be concerned about who did not practice today after being listed as limited yesterday with a hamstring is Christian Fulton, who I think we would all agree is by far their best cornerback. If they are without him, even though the Broncos, you know, passing game with Russell Wilson's kind of been sporadic this year, uh, that can certainly hurt the Titans as they go up against the likes of Cortland Sutton and uh, uh, Jerry Judy. And later on in the show, around 440, we're going to get Watson's take on where Russell Wilson is as a quarterback these days as opposed to his heyday in Seattle. Terry, anything else on your end? But just keep Derek Henry didn't practice today, but uh, I think they're just resting him knowing what uh, you know what a load he's carried for them this year. Yeah, by the way, uh, Justin Verlander opted out today. He would look good in a Braves uniform. He would look better in pinstripes. Yeah, sure he would. See ya. See ya. That was the Daily Titans update, powered by Sumner Funeral and Cremation, as well as the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. And, uh, George, I already lost, misplaced the script here. Wow.
but uh, Sumner Funeral and Cremation, the Justin Tucker team, I'll make sure to get those reads out uh, after the next break, George. Okay, Billy, I know uh, update-wise, I'm going to help you a little bit in particular with this first story. Gotcha. You, you want me to just go with it? Yeah, go with that. Washington, uh, th Watson, this does not sound good. I'm reading this straight off of my phone, as you know, with my newfound internet skills. The Attorney General for Washington, D.C. has filed a civil lawsuit against the commanders, their team owner, Little Small Stuff, the National Football League, and Commissioner Roger Goodell for allegedly colluding to deceive fans and district residents about the league's investigation into the team's toxic workplace culture and allegations of sexual assault in an effort to maintain a strong fan base and to increase profits. Attorney General Carl Racine said his office was suing, quote, because you can't lie to D.C. residents in order to protect your image and profits and get away with it, no matter who you are, end of quote, even if you're the National Football League. So let me say this, Watson. In all the reading that I've been doing, Goodell's got some things here that need some explanation because it looks to me like he has been hand-in-hand hand with, with Daniel Snyder, who is a scuzz bucket. We all know it. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why Goodell has gotten in bed with this guy. Well, I bet you we're going to find out because this one – we we hear a lot of these different things looking into this, looking into that. This one, George, looks pretty, pretty interesting. And if they're capable of drawing the NFL into this, Ooh. look out. It could be dynamite. I mean, this thing, this thing could blow up big time. But you start getting the DA, you're not talking about civil. No. <laughs> you're, you're, this is past money that you pay somebody here now. Somebody goes to jail over this kind of stuff and going to get real interesting. Yes. Billy, what is, what's story number two? Story number two, Josh Allen uh, did not practice today. So uh, I know, uh, I know we talked about it uh, yesterday, but I don't know what that means that he didn't practice. Uh, he still could play, uh, but uh, that is the latest on him. He was not able to go. Okay, our team doctor Watson Brown, who obviously mm -hmm. yeah, buddy. dealt with you all. Let me of show this. you my degree. <laughs> well, I think I know where it is. Somewhere in that shoulder, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, George. I know. Well, put uh, my finger at you on that one. That was you're giving don't, me the Dikenda. Don't start going there now. <laughs> don't do it. Okay, so you know what his injury is. How worried should Buffalo be? If he's hurt that that tendon, they should be very worried. If that's a surgical deal in the future, that's not good. You, you pitchers, quarterbacks, and you, well, baseball players, shortstop. I don't care, center fielders. That is not a good injury. When I saw it, that's exactly what I thought. I said, "Oh gracious, he may have." He may have hurt a ligament in his elbow. And, yeah, you uh, can see him wince. And, and he did. But the way he got it, he's trying to come forward when the guy hit him. I, I'm worried about it. 
Um, and you saw the next throw after that when he, he flinched big time. Yep. It really hurt. Now he's tough enough to throw the next one 70 yards. But what? either way, I'll bet you he has to play this out all year long, and it's going to change uh, his uh, release. It'll change his release a little bit because uh, he'll protect it, and he probably loses a little steam on the ball. So this, this is pretty serious for the Bills. Watson, in the future – do you think he's got to sort of cool it? I mean, he's been a little bit of a kamikaze pilot. He he loves running over people. Yeah. And at 6'6", six, six, he's, he's a giant of a man. But he's still a quarterback who's taking a lot of shots. Yeah, I, slowly he will. I don't think right now he will. I don't think they can talk him into it. They're, I'm sure they're telling him that. And he says, yes, sir, and then goes out there and runs over somebody. You know, I mean, yeah. he just that's his mentality. I think as he gets older, he will. But I would bet you right now, no, George. And this injury didn't have anything to do with anything like that. He's in the pocket throwing. It's just the luck of the draw that the guy caught his arm right when his elbow was coming forward. His arm was coming forward. And I'm a little worried about it more than a lot of people. This one, I've seen this injury. And. If it's serious, it's not a good injury. Next piece here, Phil Knight, uh, owner of Nike, of course, has come out and said that uh, he's not not really expecting the Kyrie Irving partnership to continue. So I, I don't think anyone's really surprised about that with uh, <laughs> with, with, with his, his comments. It's duh, duh, duh. <laughs> Keep <Yes>. doing it. <laughs> duh. <laughs> I so, mean, why would you? I wouldn't even – why would you even comment on it? Just get rid of the dick guy. I mean, well, I think it is interesting. They did the opposite for Colin Kaepernick. They basically said, you know, Kyrie has made a political stance. They say, uh, we, I don't know about Kyrie, but Kaepernick, if it aligns with them, they'll, they'll take Kaepernick. So I think that's interesting. It's too different. I don't – I see it as apples and oranges. I don't want to get into it, but I, I don't – I don't see the two the same myself, but – well, they are two di- totally different, you know, subjects yeah, uh, and topics. Yes, you don't you don't see it as a political thing at all. I no, I see it as political. I just think it's two different statements. And like I say, I don't want to get into it. We don't do that on this show. But uh, Kyrie to me was that one's pretty rough. All right, last piece, Justin By Verlander. Way, he's a bum. It ain't his first rodeo, is it, George? No, it really isn't. He is one weird bird. Yeah. Justin Verlander has opted out of his contract, as he mentioned, George. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's the last piece we got. That has me dreaming. A lot. Well, because I think if, if the Braves were to say, okay, Justin Verlander, you want a one-year deal with pretty good money? Good. Come on. We can win a world title with you. They signed Justin Verlander. They can compete with anybody. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think all those top dogs are in line, though? Oh, yeah. I think the Dodgers are sitting there waiting. Here's the question I've got. Why did he want out of Houston? I don't know. Is it a money thing? I mean, do you don't think know. he didn't feel like they were paying him enough and he thinks he can get more? Is he a free agent? He is now. He opted yeah, because out. he opted out. Yeah. Right? 
if he hadn't opted out, then he'd have one more year with the Astros. I take it. Right? Yeah, and uh, I don't know the amount of money that's in it, but I'd say it's money, and it may be where he is that he wants to finish out his time, get in an area where he wants to live or something. George, too, that yeah. could be the other thing. I think it's location and 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 maybe dollars. So let me kind of tell all of you where we're going. MTSU Athletic Director Chris Massaro is going to join us in about two or three minutes, and we're going to talk about the television deal that Conference USA just landed. I think it's brilliant. I think it is probably brilliant on both sides, both ESPN and Conference USA, because they've both got something the other wants, and we'll talk with Chris about that in about three minutes then we'll get Watson to evaluate Russell Wilson in Denver. Has he lost something or is more the Broncos not able to do right by him? We'll, we'll sort of get Watson's evaluation underdog picks at five o'clock and then MTSU football coach Rick Stockstill for his weekly visit around 540. We've got a busy day on the show, a lot of fun coming. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. 
I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Like it for those of you who did not see the story that got out late last night. Conference USA, in my opinion, has struck gold. What they have basically done is duplicated the deal that the MAC put together with ESPN in October. All of the Conference USA games will be Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, so that they can get on television more uh, on the worldwide leader, and I think also on CBS Sports Television as well. Uh, I just think this is a terrific move by the league. I saw Chris Massaro on with us earlier, but all of a sudden I don't see him, and so we'll stall around for just a second. Chris, are you there? Okay. Doesn't look like Chris is there yet. Doesn't look like he's there, although it looked like he was earlier. Watson, this is just the way television is working. And what ESPN is basically saying is, hey, we'll put football on anytime, any place, because it does better than anything else we show. Yeah, George, and that's this was exactly what got Conference USA going. Honestly, was and Chris is on now. I can yeah. see him. So if you want to go to him, but we did this way back when I was at UAB, and it it made Conference USA first time we did this. We we had Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday contract, and it it that was when we had Louisville and TCU and Cincinnati and South Florida and Central Florida, and it made the league. I'm telling you, we didn't make a lot of money. But it, it, it shot the league, and it let a lot of those teams get out and improve themselves. Yeah. Chris, congratulations on this. I think this is a total win-win for both sides. Uh, Chris, can you unmute your mic? Oh, uh, let's see. He may be as technologically challenged as I am. 
That's, I think he can hear you because he smiled. When yeah, I, no, I saw the smile, but I I don't think we've got him uh, volume wise. I see I see his mouth moving, but nothing. Not hearing you. <laughs> Where's well, Mark uh, Owens when he needs him? Huh? We'll see if we can work on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him back up here in a minute. The way I saw it, um. Each school will get somewhere in the neighborhood of seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, I, I see Chris running for help. So uh, as soon as we're able to get him back in here, Watson, doesn't it really say something that what ESPN is saying is anytime we can put football on, even it's not in the traditional windows, we're gonna do it. Well, I think that's exactly right. And uh, they were the originators of this many years ago, George, and they're still taking advantage of everyone. Uh, I can remember we were either the first or the second Friday that ever played, and that was very controversial. Uh, but it worked out. Yeah. And, and there were some great Friday games, and there still are today some great Friday games. And it's grown back into Power 5 schools. On Friday, even and, I remember uh, watching so, one of yours on a Friday night when you were at UAB. I think oh, yeah. Chris is back with us. Like me, he may have had to have gotten some instructions. How you doing? Nope. Oh no! Still no. Still no. <laughs> this is comedy here. We could just sit here. This and- is hilarious. Hey, I got this for you. <laughs> We need to hear you. <laughs> if we ever do get him on here, it, watch this. This is this is comical because, folks, this is me basically in Chris Massaro's body in this case because trying to figure this stuff out, I am completely clueless. Let's try it. I uh, can't tell. No, not yet. Uh, maybe he can give me a thumbs up on this. I've never tried to do an interview like this as we do maybe sign language. Am I right? Chris can hear me? Yes, he can hear you, okay. but we are not able to hear him. Right. Chris, um, don't know quite how to make this happen, but was the 750000 per school pretty accurate? Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Thumbs up. Watson, the AD and you likes that. Uh, I give a double thumbs up for <laughs> 750. <laughs> oh gosh, I wish we could make this work. This is uh this is frustrating on all fronts. Um <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so let's see who we got. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy is probably incredibly technically savvy. And whoever he is, wave to us, say hello. That's great stuff. <laughs> Watson, what was your first reaction when you saw this? Uh, first reaction was fantastic. I never thought they should have lost it in the first place. I don't know when it disappeared. It was still there when I was in Conference USA. And then when I left to come to Tennessee Tech, uh, I don't know when they lost it, but 
I'm telling you, and I'll say it to Chris, it when the Conference USA first originated and all those schools were in it that I just named, there were some really good basketball schools, Marquette, uh, I can't even remember them all now, uh, but it, it made Conference USA football, George. There were some great games. I mean, those are some pretty good teams, and they just needed some exposure. And uh, it, it, just, it made the league. The MAC comp, uh, I think, came after the Conference USA. We were the originals of that Conference USA. Was. So I'm glad to see they're getting that back. And they're getting a lot more money than we got, I can tell you that. Yeah, uh, because back then, it, it wasn't anywhere near that, was it? No, no. I mean, I I think I'm right about this, but I think we were getting a check at the end of the year for $350,000, and that was everything. <laughs> that wasn't just the... That wasn't just the football TV package or anything. So it's a lot, that's a lot better deal. Billy, do we dare try this again? It looks like Chris has entered in a different way. Oh, I think we've got it this time. How you doing? I hope you can hear me. <laughs> this is can great. you? Wow. Yeah. So who One is the, most the poor guy? Five minutes of my life. That's Nathan <laughs> Wallach. He is our best man. He's does all of our scoreboards and video boards and all those kind of things. So Nathan, thank you. He, he's just now leaving, but we put the SOS into him. So he came right up. So it was good. It. I love it. You're right there with me, aren't you? Uh, you know, George, I, I, I find that somewhat insulting, but a little bit accurate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. My children would be laughing. That's for sure. Oh, that's but I, I don't know. So I had to go to my cell phone uh, so instead of my desktop. So I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Well, uh, we're glad we could make it work. Whose idea was it to do this? Was it more them or more Conference USA? You know, we met with we met with them uh, as a group before before all the expansion happened and all the realignment. And so uh, we were able to tell Judy and the conference commissioners, the, the leadership that we wanted exposure. We needed to be back on ESPN in a big way. And we knew that meant midweek games. So that idea has been percolating really for, for, for a while now, uh, probably over a year. And uh, we weren't sure about when or where, but we liked the month of October, for instance. That, that works out really great for us. Uh, George, I don't know if you guys remember this, but we're playing a big game against Western Kentucky at home at 2.30. We have to set the time in the summer, and that's oh, yeah. the same time as the UT Alabama kickoff. And, and so, I mean, that's just – competent we don't need to have and so this october clearly gives you literally clean air uh on some of those games so you can you can be your own market so i, I like that as well so we don't have to mess with the tennessee alabama chris this all goes to the marketing part of what i think will benefit you guys you may have still been talking we're, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. I know we're having some trouble with um with his bandwidth here. Um 
I yeah. just yeah, there's a delay, George. Yeah, I just used a term. I have no idea what it means. But Chris, if you can hear me, it seems like for the middles in the Western Kentuckys that this might really be helpful for exactly what you talked about. Your students are there in the middle of the week. Oftentimes they're not on the weekend and you're not fighting a Tennessee, Alabama or a Georgia LSU. Gosh, it just seems like for middle and Western Kentucky, that this could be a home run, home run. Not fighting the SEC. And to be on ESPN, I mean, they're quite honest with a group of five. To be, we're not going to get ESPN broadcasts on a Saturday. Those slots are all taken by Power Five schools. So that's not going to happen for us. So we have to be nimble. And I, I like the Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I think that's going to be great for our league. I think it's going to be great for you all. Yeah. I do too, and, and with the makeup of our school, and, and this isn't anything new to us, we had some Tuesday games back in our Sunbelt days, and our students really responded to that. And we draw better in basketball on Thursday nights with our student body than we do on Saturdays. I mean, the makeup of our student body is that a lot of kids work on the weekends and those kind of things, and they don't have as much time, but on the weeknights, we're far more successful to engage our student body. So that is really great for us. So we can really activate our campus a lot better. We can do some neat things with our faculty and staff. I know it's a little bit of a hardship with people that have small school age children and those kind of things. But also somewhere in there is the Rutherford County fall break and those kind of things where, where the, the, it's not always a school night every Wednesday night in October, there's one of them. So if we have a home game that night, we can take advantage of that. So we just have to be clever in our marketing and be really targeted and hit our demographics that will come to those type of weeknight games. Watson, while it sounds like we've got him pretty good, fire away. Chris, I was saying, I don't know if you heard me before, but I really and truthfully, we did this in the early years of Conference USA with TCU, Louisville, Cincinnati, South Florida. All those were in. And when we got the package, like you're saying, it, ours was Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. I think Thursdays there was ACC and something else in those days. But it, it made the league, I thought, Chris. Now, we didn't get the money like you're getting. Of course, it's it was that was 15 <laughs> 20 years, years ago, ago yeah, so it's probably relevant in the same way but i can remember a friday night playing tcu and that's a little bit controversial with the high school i get and you're not on fridays but chris we we had 35,000 uh yeah. and and i nearly every student was there i mean i just think these these midwit games when it's your people are there and then all the eyes are on you there there is no competition on those nights it's you and and it's national television and it's to me it's it's fantastic with you bringing in you people and the league starting over again a little bit or regrouping a little bit i don't think the timing could be better on this no that's what excites us and and just to, we mentioned a couple of like the money 
an increase for each individual school over what we had before. So that is a significant percentage jump. 20% uh, more in our, our national linear exposure by doing this. So not only do you expose yourself to, to, to alumni and your brand and all those kind of things on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, but also you have a chance for recruits to watch you as well. Yes. You know, Saturday, it's such crowded inventory. And honestly, our top list kids that we're trying to recruit that sometimes uh, that's maybe towards the bottom end of the SEC list. And, and so we've got to wait for them to get the SEC out of their eyes before they take us seriously or give us a chance or watch us. If they're going to choose to go to on uh, official visit to uh, Old Miss or Tennessee or uh, Middle Tennessee, sometimes we lose that to come on the unofficials to watch us, but we have a better chance, even if they can't get here, for them to watch us on television. So our exposure gets to exactly where we want it to go, to our alums, to our recruits, to our stakeholders, all of those kind of peoples. And that's what excites us about this new contract. Well, and the other thing, Chris, as a coach, um, you do have to adjust schedules. There's the, yes. your, your open dates. You've got to coordinate it with the team you're playing. We had to work real hard in those days of making sure both teams had about the same number of days in between games. Uh, it took a lot, but it was well worth it. And we coaches were nervous about it at the first. I remember when it first all happened. But, man, we fell in love with it. You coaches we, are always nervous. Why? Yeah, but point, point well taken. We're all paranoid as, as we can be. Uh, but we ended up loving it. I mean, and you learned how to do it. You learned how to practice. Some weeks we might have uh, Saturday, Thursday time. Then maybe the next time we played, it was uh, nearly 10 days in between. So, you learned how to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I think what, one of the things that helps on this is that the whole league is doing it, and we're all doing it in the month of October. Yeah. So some of those issues that you talked about, whether one team's got a greater advantage than the other, well, once we get this thing rolling, where we're playing on a Wednesday night, and next week we're playing an opponent on a Tuesday night, and they're doing the same thing, all yeah. things are equal, you know? And, and so you, you don't have that if there was just half the league doing it then you do have those issues. So, so I like the fact that, and that's one of the advantages of us being a little bit smaller league that next year we'll have nine and we take Kennesaw, it'll be 10. So when we have uh, 10 teams in our league, that's five football games uh, that, that gets spread out over the ESPN linear networks and CBS over a couple of nights, two, three nights inventory. So yeah. everybody's going to have equal shot and we're going to have a really good exposure. The the other thing, do you what is your time slot? I hadn't seen that. What are the time slots? Yeah, and I I haven't either yet. I mean, uh, and and we're supposed to get kind of a dummy schedule here. They said in a week or two after the announcement, because we do have a lot of work to do. Yes. Uh, the the that what you don't want to have is like it's really difficult to travel out of your time zone on the weeknights and to get back for class. So 
whether we go east and play in Miami at FIU or go west and play at El Paso, those are long flights coming back and try to get kids into class on that Thursday. So, so we've got to get a good handle on that and have a good academic plan as well. Um, there are chances that some of those nights could be double headers. Uh, that, that makes me a little bit nervous. I, I don't want to have an eight o'clock central kickoff. I, I think that would be really hard on, on more of our demographics. I think students might like it. You know, the later, the better. I remember the old OVC. I mean, the basketball, they, they got themselves famous by having the midnight tip-offs, you know? So, but I, I, I'm not advocating that we're going to t uh, midnight, but there is a chance they told us one of those would be double headers. But I think that the second half of those double headers would logically be the mountain time zone guys, which is uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico and El Paso, Texas uh, would be the late games. And if Chris, we have a double header. One last thing, George, and then you, you got him. Um, Chris, I think in my 13 years at UAB, our top five crowds over 13 years were midweek games, huh, which, is, which is amazing. Our top five yeah. crowds were midweek games. Well, we need to have a cup of coffee and figure out how you guys did that as well. well I, I in our, our history, we do, we do pretty well on weeknight games here, but not yeah. – I don't think they've been our top five crowds. Chris, I'll do this as we end it. Next year, when you get one of those midweek night games, I want to bring this show up there and do it live. Oh, man, that would be fantastic. Let's work well, that, on that. That would be great. Heck, yeah, man. Yeah. Me casa, su casa. So uh, <laughs> come on anytime. We, hey, we've done it before. <laughs> yes, sir. We sure have. I think you guys were here for the San Antonio game, weren't you? Uh, we weren't, right. but but you That's know that's right. You've done it in the past. Oh yeah. And I need to get you. What you need to do is we need to take your show on the road and take you to El Paso or somewhere. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> huh? hey, take Let's him to El Paso show. and leave yes. him there. Let him <laughs> let him cross the bridge and go that's over what the border. Say, Let's not take El Paso. We'll take him to Juarez. Yeah. And just Juarez. let nature, let nature take care of itself. I'll end up in a jail there and never get out. <laughs> yeah. Chris, on short notice, thank you for doing this. I'm sorry and we I had trouble, but it, oh, don't worry about it. It was humor. My cell phone. And I, I'll let you know, George, I solved the problem myself. I just went to my cell phone. So I'm really? kind of proud of myself for that one. Nice. I was not having l luck with my desktop. So it's going to in the dipsy dumpster here in about 10 minutes <laughs> i like it hey get your bowling ready chris is a i'm ready man bowler. are you i can't wait i'm gonna be practicing every night we'll Just talk ready. that night thanks as always <laughs> see you guys be good talk That's to you the later dhu athletic director chris massaro this is a win-win in so many ways and when i saw it when i saw the story break last night i was like this is really good for a middle, for a Western, those are the kind of schools that will really benefit from this. After the break, we'll get into Watson's brain and ask the question, has Russell Wilson slipped some, or is it more the Broncos not doing for him what he needs? They're coming to town Sunday to play the Titans. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television.
For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonleyTimmons.com. At Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellskinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. Wellskin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome, used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. I'll tell you up front that I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, always have been. I've thought one of the abilities that he has had that very few quarterbacks do is the ability to watch a play break down and with his scrambling ability, make something good happen out of what looks like a disaster. In that respect, 
in Seattle, he was a John Elway. Now, in recent days, he and Pete Carroll have been throwing barbs at each other, and Carroll maybe is getting the last laugh because Geno Smith has played out of his mind by far the best football he's ever played in his NFL career, while Wilson has really struggled in Denver. Let's look at some stats real quickly as to the level of struggle he has had. Look, for instance, in the right-hand column. His QB rating is down basically 18 points from a 10-year career in Seattle where he killed it. Look at those numbers. 37,000 yards, 292 touchdowns. So, Watson... Do you think there has been major slippage in him, or is it more Denver not figuring out how to use him? Oh, George, I, I've always said when you got a problem, it takes a village. <laughs> I think it's not one thing that causes a problem. You've got issues. If you're if you're not very good at something, especially in my sport, it's not one position. It's not one guy. There, You've got issues, and it needs to work out. And that's kind of what I see. Do I think Russell Wilson is his old self? No, I, I hate to say that, but I, I just don't. I think he's a notch down now. I don't see the arm strength that I saw in his early years. And honestly, I don't see the quickness that I saw in him in the early years. I, still I totally think- agree with that. I, I still think he is a winnable guy because he's a winner. He's a winner. He's tough. He's smart. He's poised. Uh, but it makes you think when they – there's no doubt in my mind the Seahawks could have kept him if they'd wanted to. And I just don't think they thought he was the same guy. Right or wrong, that's the way I read it when it went down. And, uh, you know, it's proven that now – but I will say, and we'll see it Sunday, there's not a lot around him. And then the offense, the creativity of the offense is is very poor. I don't think they use him right. I don't think they move him around enough. So my, my point would be, I do think he's a notch down, but I think it takes a village, and I see the village as the problem. Watson, in Seattle, I thought he was the le- best long ball thrower in the game. I don't see any of that in Denver. Well, they don't seem to do it much, and I don't see the velocity of the ball. Uh, I see the ball float more now. I don't think it's as accurate as he used to be on the long. He used to could lay it right over your shoulder. Uh, But, again, that goes back to maybe he's got a lot more time to throw in Seattle than he's had with the Broncos because, I mean, every time it seems like every time the guy drops back to throw, there's bodies all over him. Um, that's just, that's what I say. He, he just, he's made so many plays on the box that we're looking at right here. And if for some reason he's not making those plays and I'm not sure he gets to create those plays the same way, tell you the truth, but I still think he's got it. I don't think he's as good as he was, but I think he's plenty good enough. Still see the quickness here, George. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that in a Broncos uniform yet where he just takes off, absolutely outruns people and dipping, dodging like this, dodging that, running around. (laughs) I just don't see the quickness there and maybe a step down in arm strength. But 
Maybe they put too much money in him, but I think it, it was a good sign because I think sign, getting him is good because I think he can still win for them. But, man, they got a lot to improve on, and I, I'm just not even sure the head coach is going to make it. So um, let's, let's hope he gets another shot at being good because I think he deserves that. Let me what he did this. for the NFL and what he did for Seattle. Yeah. He deserves another shot to show he still got it. It looked to me that in Seattle, he had the freedom to do a lot of freelance. And I don't see that in Denver. It looks like they've pigeonholed him into stay in the pocket, read one, read two. And there's none of this stuff that used to make him so dangerous. Do you think I'm right about that? Well, that's what we see. I don't know if that's him now that he's not as agile and doesn't think that way as much, or they're telling him to do that. I don't know, but I agree with what you're saying. That's what I see. One thing I've always wondered, there's no way to test it, but I've always wondered if you're, if you make a lot of plays with your legs and let's compare him to Tom Brady as Tom's gotten older. He's still making play, but he never made it with his legs anyway. To begin with. To begin yeah. with. And when these guys that are now 10 years older that made it with their legs a lot, I wonder if they don't fall off quicker than the Tom Brady's fall off, George. And I wonder if that's not part of this a little bit. We'll stop there. Stat of the day and then underdog picks. So stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs, including mythical beasts, a fantastical North Pole village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. 
But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, the frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Ryman.com. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show as we bring you into the final little segment here of the 4 o'clock hour. Stat of the day powered by John English Antique Sports and Cards as you just heard uh, their commercial as well as Eric Burner with Rock Castle Wealth Advisors. You can find uh, John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They're open uh, Tuesday through Friday. That's from noon to 5 and then uh, Saturdays from 12 uh, to or 10 a.m. to 5 rather. So those are the times there for John English and then Eric Burner at Rock Castle Wealth Advisors as well. We ready for stat of the day? We uh, we got to get back on uh, back on track here somehow. Let's see what Michael's got cooked up for us as I uh, as I pull this one up. Here it is. Who is the only player this NFL season to be named Offensive Player of the Week despite losing that week? It's a good one. Oh Lord. I don't even know who gets named. I, I didn't know they even did that. Isn't that awful? You didn't know they had an offensive player of the I week? I didn't know they had an offensive player of the week in the NFL. It does seem like more of a college thing. I did not well, know that, George. You, you're probably on your own again, boy. I don't know. Well, let's think about it. Has anybody had a monster performance if the Chiefs in a loss? If the Titans beat the Chiefs, might have been Mahomes, but. Well, they did. I'm wondering if it could have been somebody, Mahomes, somebody like that, when Buffalo beat them. I don't know. Gosh, this is this is hard. You know what? For the sake of time. It'd have to be a quarterback or a receiver, probably. Yeah, let's go ahead and reveal it. Okay, let's see. Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. Week 9, 61% completion percentage, 123 passing yards. 178 rushing yards, four touchdowns, but they lost that game. I am absolutely certain that they're excited that they drafted him. 
he is starting to turn a corner. Yep. He really is. So let's check in on underdog picks. But first. Oh, yeah, five, of course. Of course. More reading. More reading. The 5 yeah. o'clock hour is here as we uh, get ready to welcome in Willie Donick and Greg Pogue filling in for Darren McFarlane today. So that'll be interesting. Five o'clock hour is powered by MTBJ. That's Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. Whether it is a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, they've got the staff, training, and equipment that you need to take care of you. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner. You can find them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. Okay, I see Willie there. Willie is here. He is accounted for. Mm -hmm. Actually, he's in Denver. Still waiting on... uh, Pogi. Pogi. Well, let's bring uh, Willie up. Nice shirt and tie. Must be a TV game. Looking sharp. It is a TV game tonight, so we got to be ready to go. Right. If it were not, what would you be wearing? (laughs) Well, I, I would definitely be wearing free stuff. George, you know, I learned from you well. Probably a lot of free uh, swag. Nice. <laughs> so, obviously, the show must go on. I mean, we we cannot just... The show must go on. Do we, we start? We cannot or? wait on Pogi. Because Darren asked the commissioner on the, on the show whether it was sanctioned that Pogi be able to come on. And he was given permission. Yes. Yes, I, I did give that permission. But I don't. I don't know that we can start without Pogue. Well, I think uh, we can at least review. We can do the review. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. And then when he does come on, we're gonna hammer him. <laughs> we start this at five o'clock. Yeah. It's okay. five o'clock somewhere. It sure. You know what? Here. <sighs> okay. We ready to review, guys? Let's yeah. let's get to it here. Week ten results. We start with George, and overall, it was not a great week uh, no. uh, for everybody. George went with Vandy, plus the seven at home against South Carolina. They did a little bit there at the end to to maybe cover, but they did not come close to winning. Uh, ended up losing 38-27, and you've talked about it this week, George, but I know that, that was a disappointment. It was. Uh, they really were not all that competitive. Final score is not indicative of how bad they got beat. No, it is not. So, unfortunately for George, uh, he does not. He is not able to move up into yeah, the standings. It's a big zero. But you've you've had a good enough past couple weeks here to where you are in uh, in pretty good shape uh, right now. So th- that's where you're at, George Watson. Went with another home team uh, in East Tennessee. Tennessee plus the eight down in Athens, and they they got wallops, twenty seven to thirteen. The score wasn't uh, didn't wasn't really an indication of how that game went. Watson. You and George taking the home teams in the state. It's what you get for betting with your heart, man. You bet <laughs> with your heart, you're going to lose. Well, who did you want to take? Bandy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was my first pick. <laughs> and you took it. So. <laughs> 0 for 2. Well, I would have been 0 for 2 anyway. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> so, 0 for 2 for George and Watson. Darren. Had a hell of a pick. He picked Liberty to upset Arkansas. A lot of points, 14 and a half. So he gets a bunch of points. And we'll see where he is in the standings. He's looking pretty good. Uh, he won 21 to 19. Anyone want to speak for Darren? I mean, that was well, 
That was a hell of a win. He spoke for himself on Monday. He called boasting about it. It didn't take very long to get with me. Willie, did you see the two-point conversion play that Arkansas ran? No, I did not because I was, as I said last week, I was north of the border, and you don't often get a lot of highlights. I was lucky to see the LSU two-point conversion on the highlights on that, so I did not see the Liberty one. So they're into the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, big time. If you want CFL coverage or if you want curling, they've got you covered. And, of course, any hockey game. But not a lot of LSU Bama. Not, not a lot of college football other than the the big ones. You know, the, they'll, they'll put the big ones on. But once you get past the first level, not a lot is available. They don't have stadium, I'm guessing. No, I, they, they do did, did not offer stadium in the, <laughs> uh, in the repertoire. George wouldn't have liked it up there. I'm not going to hammer on stadium again. <laughs> Although I will say this, they need to get a Chiron with like legitimate graphics that you don't have to have a, you know, like a telescope to look at. You don't have to throw your glasses on. Oh my God. Look at it. Unbelievable. Okay. So, so that was uh Oh, Willie forgot about your pick. Texas tech <laughs> plus eight and a half. How'd that work out? Against TCU, did not work out very well. It was well, it was looking good. Yeah. Texas Tech was right there, and then their quarterback got hurt. That that seems to be TCU's thing. I was talking to Mitch Light about this earlier this week. It's happened like three or four times. Either the quarterback that TCU's playing is out to begin with or gets hurt in the game. It's happened about five different times. And oh. It happened to Texas Tech, and they, they collapsed right after that. So – I don't know what TCU's doing, but it's uh, it's working for them because they're still undefeated. But they they ran away late. But I, I think it was late in the third quarter. Texas Tech was still in the lead. And they that sure were. Pretty good. They played pretty darn well and really didn't get much to show for it. So where does that leave us? Well, that leaves us with the standings. What'd you say, Willie? It leaves me in last. I know that. Right. How does that feel? It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. There's nowhere to go but up. Well, I know know that feeling well. (laughs) Right. I've been there a bunch of times. And for half the season, I've known the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I would say you've been last more than just this year before. Oh, I've. Huh? I had an 0 and 14 one year. Okay. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It, it, listen, you owned up to it. You get hammered when that happens. <laughs> the pressure <laughs> Oh, the pressure cooker. That, that's what that's what it is for George. But not not right now, though. You're 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 in the kind of in the race, George. You're 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 ahead of Willie, at least points wise, right, right now. Uh Darren is in first place, 34 and a half points right now. He's sitting at four and six, so he is at the top. Took Watson's spot up top. Watson does have more wins than Darren, though. So Watson, you're five and five. Darren is four and six. What does that so, be? A moral victory or something? I mean, yeah. Well, you're not far behind. That's, I'm trying to tell you to don't con- give up. Don't yeah, congratulations. Give up. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> George, you are three and seven. Uh 24 and a half points. You are ahead of Willie, who has 19 and a half right now. So, I mean, it's a pretty tight race here. Willie, you could you could end up winning this thing by the end of the year, and Darren could end up maybe losing. So, who knows? Well, not not uh, no nobody's out of it right now. A lot of football to be played. A lot of football. Absolutely. A lot of football left. A lot of it in bad weather. Yes. Do we want to look at the order 
Oh, sure. That would be exciting. Okay, so we do have this graphic available. Uh-huh. As we get to look at these pictures like we do every week. Willie, you get the first pick here. So you get uh, first dibs after uh, last week's debacle uh, with Texas Tech. So you get to play kind of angry this weekend and uh, you know feel confident about that. Number two, George, you will uh, be on deck in a three-hole Watson Brown. Watson trying to bounce back after the Tennessee loss. And Darren trying to keep it rolling after uh, Liberty if Greg Pogue shows up for him. If not, you'll be doing his pick. Oh, man, I'm going to hear it if that one loses. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hear the end of it. On the whereabouts of one Greg Pogue, where do we think he might be? Ooh, we don't want to discuss that. He's a man of many talents, that Greg, Greg Pogue. Undisclo- undisclosed information. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just let that ride. <laughs> <laughs> At a saloon near you. <laughs> Let's let that one ride for God's sake. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some fun with that. Okay, we'll go to the break. We'll try to figure out where Pogi is. Otherwise, Billy, welcome to the competition. All this right. is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. 
We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. We have breaking news. Efforts to reach Mr. Pogu have been unsuccessful. <laughs> but not for lack of effort. Not for a lack of effort. Oh, no, no. I, I've tried twice and then sent him a rather curt text message, <laughs> which cannot be read over the air. Um so, oh, Billy, you will gentlemen. be in charge of Darren's pick, which I'm sure thrills him. Yeah, I'm sure he's excited about that. Well. But that leads us. To no, something. To something. We're going to yeah. start with the picks. We've got the order ready. Uh-huh. Willie Donick, of course, playing angry this week after last week's loss, tough loss, and he is sitting in fourth place. Willie, who are you riding with this weekend? Well, I'm going to try. Uh, with the same philosophy as I had last week. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in a different direction. I, I, I'm i going to go with this. I was surprised to see how much Ole Miss was an underdog at home to Bama. I, I can think back to some, some good Ole Miss teams battling Bama through the years. Um, I just, I'm surprised to see it was 12. It kind of makes you – pause because you're like wait a minute Vegas must know something if the line is that big you don't really see Bama losing two in a row but what the heck I'm gonna try Ole Miss I need points it's I got it as 12 uh, on CBS Sports so I'm gonna throw the Rebels out there I don't believe that's the official uh last I saw was uh was 12 and a half uh well don't give him more Watson what's he doing Willie might be might be right though I'm checking well, Don't give him more. It uh, it could have you, gone down. You go with your official service. It, it, I just this service is not loading, so it's uh, uh, not good. Either eleven and a half or twelve. I'm going with twelve because I did I did see twelve earlier today. Uh, so that did move down to twelve. So Willie is riding with Ole Miss plus twelve against Alabama. That game is in Oxford. So that man, that's going to be interesting. George, you're up next. Number two, what do you got? I'm taking the undefeated Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. And let me 
just make a social comment here. TCU hates Texas. In fact, oh, yeah. the entire rest of Texas hates <laughs> Texas. Oh, yeah. They've got their <laughs> nose up in the air. They act like, you know, they're something really special. They're God's chosen people. And TCU would love nothing better than to go in there and stick that longhorn up there. Uh, <laughs> really George, I would it. say, I would say you couldn't be more right. I coached at Rice, I coached at Texas Tech, and I coached at Oklahoma, and all three of them hated Texas guts. <laughs> and is it I, for I the say attitude? You got it nailed, buddy. Okay, and is it for the attitude that I've brought up? Oh, it's uh, yeah, and and you could think there's some more you could list with it, but you got it. <laughs> so, TCU, baby, TCU. What's that? Nothing's loading for me right now, George. TCU's a seven pointer. TCU's a seven. Oh, okay. Pogi says he's here now. Oh, it looks well, like well, well. Right on time. Game right time on time. Let's let Watson do his pick because I think we're going to want to give Pogi some time to explain himself. So we bring in Pogi in now, or well, let Watson do his pick. Okay, first. Watson, we'll get to your pick first. All right, guys, I'm I'm going for a few more points this time. I'm going for the late time zone. I'm taking the University of Hawaii over Utah State. It's ten and a half at home. Woo! You really think Utah State sucks, don't you? They're no good on offense, and Hawaii's no good on offense. <laughs> so I figure that I, I will at least be close with both of them can't score. So. <laughs> and now let us bring Pogu to our microphones. Greg, we start normally right at the top of the hour. Can you explain yourself? We uh, we can't hear Pogu. Can't hear him. <laughs> that may be good for him. Yeah. Same. Is that laryngitis? <laughs> oh man. Well, this is wonderful. Maybe he can text his answer to you, George. Now that you can accept texts on your phone. Right. You know that's not a bad idea. Uh, Pogi, since you appear to not be able to communicate with us, um, the picks thus far. Tell him to hold up on a piece of paper. Is yeah. The <laughs> picks thus far. Willie took Ole Miss. I took undefeated TCU. Watson has taken Hawaii. God knows why. Um, what do we do with Pogi? You know, I, I mean, I, I say he texts you his pick because we're not hearing him right now. Yeah. He looks very excited to make the pick, but now now it's a problem. We have technology problems. He appears to be giving a sign language. <laughs> Just text the thing. Could he hear us? I'm wondering, could he hear, at least hear he us? He can't hear us, can he? I couldn't tell if he could hear us or not. He, I, I couldn't really tell. I'd say he wouldn't tell you if he can. Ablo Iglesia. <laughs> He's given us a thumbs up that he can hear us. He can so. hear. Okay, well, then we need you to text your pick to George. Text or scribble. <laughs> oh man, this is this is awesome. 
Has he gone away? He has. Oh, uh, gosh. His device isn't connected anymore. Okay. So, so uh, as commissioner, what do you rule here? You know, uh, here, here are the options. Darren gets a flunking grade, a zero, and then he rips into Pogi. <laughs> as commissioner, I'm in a, I'm in a really tough spot here uh-huh. because Darren's in first place. Yeah, he needs this pick. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna. I mean, if I have to make, I'm saying if you don't get the text here in the next couple minutes, I'm gonna have to make this pick here. The good Pogue. thing is that we know Greg Pogue is alive. That's oh, hold on a second. He's got to retain the information. Willie chose Ole Miss. He just sent me Ole Miss. Okay. <laughs> I've taken TCU. Watson has gone with the powerhouse Hawaii Rainbows. Well, I don't think he's connected anymore, George, so I don't think he can. Well, he's going to have to text it. <laughs> he has taken, boy, I bet Darren will be thrilled with this. He has taken Mississippi State. Ooh, going for the downs. Looking for the letdown for Georgia. Georgia. I'm 0 for 1 with Georgia. I don't think I'm going against them. That's an awful pick. That's the worst pick of the season. (laughs) You don't know that. Well, Commissioner, you're not supposed to say things like that. Pogi, this was kind of humorous. He says Mississippi State plus 18 and a half. Yeah, you wish. (laughs) It's 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 16 and a half. How oh, did they God. beat Tennessee by? Was that would put Darren in the driver's seat if he if he pulls that one off. That but, I I'll be stunned if if he pulls that one off. Um, shall we review so that Willie can get to? It used to be McNichols Arena. What do they call it now? Well, it's a different building. It's called Ball Arena now. It was the Pepsi Center for a long time. Mm-hmm. Weird name, Ball Arena in a game involving pucks, not not, <laughs> not balls. But we have yeah. the. Uh, this is the Denver-Nashville challenge, right? You have Predators-Avs tonight and Broncos-Titans on Sunday. So how about really, what happened? What happened against the Kraken? Did we? I didn't get to see it. Did we not play good? Or are they pretty good? Or what? Uh, just a disastrous start. Uh, the Kraken are playing well. That's this is the best Kraken hockey that we've seen. They've won five in a row, so they're playing as well as they've ever played. But Nashville shot themselves in the foot. Some really bad turnovers early in the game. UC Soros is in a bit of a slump. Uh, they're going to go with Kevin Lankinen tonight, who has played great. He's not as good a goalie as UC Soros. It's kind of like a pitcher whose delivery's off a little bit. He's got to yeah. get it corrected. So they're going to, in the meantime, they're going to go with the hot hand and see if uh, Lankinen can get him a win tonight. Then eight of the next nine are at home for the Predators. So this is a big game, two and two on the road trip. And if he can win this game, you'd feel a lot better about the trip as a whole. But you're playing the champs. Willie, go get yourself a victory tonight. Safe travels back home. I know it'll be good to be back in Nashville. It's been a while since you've seen us. 11 days. 11 days. Lord. Willie, hotty toddy. All right. Well, yeah, I'll be be down with that. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Get my money well. All right. Okay. You want to review? Let's review without uh, without Willie, without Darren, but we've got we've got us here, so let's review. Willie took Ole Miss plus twelve at home against Alabama, so pretty good pick there. Number two, George, you took TCU plus seven on the road at Texas. So man, that that'll that could really pay off for you if you hit that one. Watson, 
the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors plus the ten and a half against Utah State. I'm uh, I'm surprised to see that's the first Hawaii pick uh, from anyone this year. Uh, but they do have two. They, are they at two wins right now, Watson? I think that's they're, at, they're they're at two wins. And I, I know you're it. sitting there saying, "Did you see that game when they played Memphis?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I'm look, counting look, on Utah State laying an egg, boys. Look That's who's funny. a late arrival Should to our competition. <laughs> Let's bring him in here and see if he can actually explain himself. Pogi, what in the world? <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> Let's go to the break, oh, and then when we come back, we'll be joined by MTSU football coach Rick Stockstill. Today is one of those days where if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. <laughs> Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com.
Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. As most of you know, Middle has been a little bit of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde this year. They had been good enough to go to Miami and absolutely boat race the Hurricanes. Now, the win may not feel as good because Miami has collapsed in the last month. But nonetheless, that's a win over a big old Power 5 kind of school and kind of shows you what MTSU can do. On the other hand, they've had some bad losses. So this is a big one this week. It's a game they absolutely should dominate against Charlotte. Our own Lewis Maddox earlier today caught up with head coach Rick Stockstill. All right, Coach Stock, on the road this past weekend, your Blue Raiders play a really kind of under-the-radar good uh, Louisiana Tech team, ultimately coming away with a 40-24 to loss. Your thoughts on the game? Uh, we didn't do the things uh... – necessary to win a football game and when you turn the ball over like we did and give up explosive plays like we did in the first half it's a recipe for what happened so uh, to me that was the bottom line we we hung in there the second half still as bad as we turned it over as much as we turned it over still middle of the third quarter it's only a two score game fourth quarter still you know we're still in there if we could have just made a play or two and obviously we didn't do it you know, Coach, we talked about an offense last week for Louisiana Tech that was really kind of the, the main part of their team. That's what they focus on, and, uh, and they progressed throughout the season. And we talked about how their record could easily be flipped, uh, and they, they kind of showed that last week. They had a good day on offense. If you, if you would, kind of share your message to the defense after the game. Well, I mean, they got their quarterback back. They hadn't had him. So they, <clears throat> they got him back, and that helped them, obviously. But first half we just gave up explosive plays you know and we let the ball get over the top of us we didn't do it the week before uh or when you do when you don't do it you got a chance to win every game and uh that was a big thing you know we turned we we let them get behind us and then uh second half we did a much better job uh and they scored three point where they scored a touchdown uh you know off the interception and you know so we did a much better job the second half and talking about that interception, you know, it's a two-score game right there before halftime, and you go down the field uh, and make it a one-possession game with Jalen Lane on that touchdown right before the half, uh, and a big confidence boost going into the locker room. You come back out and have that interception that's returned for a touchdown. Uh, talk about how that kind of affected your team. It kind of seemed like that set the tone for the rest of the afternoon. Well, I mean, obviously the end of the first half was a great drive. We got it with a 
minute and a couple seconds left, and we go down and score to make it a, a one-score game, 27-21. And um, I just told him at halftime, as bad as we had played, it seemed like you know we should be down worse than what we are. So come out the second half and <clears throat> play better, and then the second play we throw a interception. Uh, defense did a good job of flipping it back over. We intercepted them on the, their next possession. So it kind of equaled things out. <clears throat> then the next possession, Chase kind of tries to force a screen in there and it's tipped and they return it for a touchdown. And, uh, you know, so now it's a two score game. And then next possession, we throw another interception and defense did a good job of, of holding them to a field goal. And, and then uh, it's just third quarter was just a disaster. Coach, now moving on from that one, uh, you're four and five now on the season. Uh, a lot of hope still for this football team. You got a great opportunity this Saturday uh, against a Charlotte 49ers team who's really kind of struggled all season, two and eight on the year, coming off of a 59 to seven loss to Western Kentucky. Uh, your thoughts on the Niners as we enter week 10 or game 10? It's a very, very, very. Um, It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a tough game. And, uh, you know, you said they got beat by Western 59-7 to the week before. They they smoked Rice. They scored over 50 on Rice. Uh, and Rice had beaten UAB a week or two weeks earlier than that. So uh, it's a very dangerous team. You know, they lost their quarterback early in the first game against FAU and proceeded to lose that game. Then they lost their next two uh, without him. And then they got him back for Georgia State, and they beat them 42-41. to 41. Uh, You know, and Georgia State's having a really good year. So this is a dangerous team. I said it last week, you can't look at somebody's record and say that this team is good or this team is bad. And uh, they've gotten us the last two years, and uh, we gotta, we got to get better. We've had a good two days of practice so far, Sunday and yesterday. And... Uh, you know, so we got to get better. We got to focus on the, our, ourselves as much as anything as we implement these game plans. Coach Shadrick Bird is a is a kind of a key player for the 49ers offense. Kind of the leader running the ball in that backfield. Uh, you know, averaging over four yards a carry. But there's also three other guys on the roster in double digit carries that are also over four yards a carry. How do you go about uh, attacking such a diverse backfield? Well, I think it starts with their quarterback. Their quarterback is their best player. He's the leader of their team. And uh, if we can, you know, if we can make them one-dimensional, whether it's, you know, by the score or by being effective on first down, if we can dictate to them uh, where they don't have the option to do all their RPO stuff, it will help us. Uh, he's a good back. They've got good backs. Uh, but it's all centered around their quarterback. And, uh, they're going to go how their quarterback goes. And uh, he's a tough, gritty uh, player. I have a lot of respect for him. He's not going to wow you or impress you with his physical stature, uh, but he's a good player. And uh, so to me, slowing down their running backs, we got to slow down the quarterback first. Coach, it, it seems like you've been on the road for the majority of this season. Only five <laughs> home games on the year, and you laugh when I say that because I know you've been traveling all season long. Uh, but 
you know, you get an opportunity to come back home. Last game was against Western uh, on homecoming here a few weeks ago. You finally get to come back to Floyd Stadium. How big and how important is this game to you and your guys going through the rest of the year? It's huge. I mean, because it's got bowl ramifications to it. Uh, It's a huge game. We're just – I'm excited to be at home and not have to get on a plane, not have to get on a bus and go to the airport. I mean, it's – people don't realize – how that amount that amount of traveling <clears throat> you know takes a toll on you and you know we got back at five in the morning and you know from UTEP and it was probably nobody probably went to bed before six six thirty seven and you know five days later you turn around you're on a plane again going to to La Tech and it just it, it takes a toll on you and uh, it's not an excuse for how we played or anything like that but uh, traveling wears you out, and uh, I'm glad that we're at home, excited to play at home. Our guys will be excited to play at home, finally in front of some of their family and friends. And uh, so, salute to Veterans Game or Day, and it's a, ch- a great chance to honor them, the men and women of this country that have served. And uh, so a lot, of, a lot of things to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, it should be a great atmosphere, Coach. And I don't know if you're sensing a trend here over the past few weeks, but finally, for my last question, your overall keys to the game to get the win in Floyd Stadium this Saturday. Um, one, I, I think after last week, it's obvious uh, we got to protect the ball. Uh, if you don't protect the ball better than what we did, I don't care who you're playing, you're going to have a hard time winning. So you got to protect the ball. We can't give them anything cheap. We got to. Would like to start fast on both sides of the ball, uh, you know, and, and put some doubt in their mind. And uh, so, protecting the ball, starting fast, and then keep the ball in front of because they're very explosive. I mean, they score deep ball after deep ball against Rice. So we got to do a much better job from an explosive play standpoint than we did last week. Coach, uh, thank you for taking the time, and uh, good luck against the Niners this Saturday. We'll catch up again next week. Appreciate you. Watson, this is a game they have to win. This is the season uh, changer, one way or the other, because they stay in the, what are they, four and six? Is that right? Four and five? I, I know they got to win. I'm not sure. Think four and five. We'll look it up here in a second. Yeah, they got to win two more to get to a bowl. And you lose this one, man, it's going to be really hard. So they, yeah, they're, this, they're, this is the season changer for a bowl possibility, I think. Yeah, they're four and five. After this one, they've got FAU at home and then at FIU. So they got to, those are all three winnable games. Very much F, so. FAU would be the best of the three. And they've been up and down. So he's, he's sitting to where he could finish this strong if they just get their heads heads up and, and get going. Bingo. Lost four out of their last five. So Got time to, to get going right now. It's so time to turn it around. Mm-hmm. We'll go to the break. Plaster bet of the day. We're on a heater. We've won two in a row. Is coming up next. This is Main Street Media Television.
This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs, including mythical beasts, a fantastical North Pole village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several Iron Mike pitching machines as well as a Hit Tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have warm air throughout those cold winter months. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, the frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Ryan.com. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Plaster's Bet of the Day. 
Powered by Bart Durham Injury Law, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. All right, let's see what happened last night with George. The Clippers got the win last night. Did you see the second half? I sure did. Wow, you saw it? I saw it to the end. I don't. I need proof. Well, I, what? How can I do that? I should have had you take a picture. All, of your, all uh, I can tell you is the Clippers dominated the second half. The Lakers tied it at seventy-one, and from that point on, uh, the Clippers steamrolled them. Man, I, I should have had you take a picture of your TV at the end of that one. I was pretty happy. Dang, that's that's awesome, George. Sixty-seven and seventy. Forty-eight point nine percent, Watson. Forty-eight point nine. Okay. Getting there. We're getting there. You're working your way back again. So let's reveal tonight's big selection. Okay. Are you touching that NFL game tonight or not? Or are we waiting on the reveal? We're there it is. <laughs> Wow. It didn't get much play. It didn't get the big screenshot, did it? No, I, I gave it the little bottom graphic Yeah, here. well, it deserves better than that. I want to explain why I'm taking Carolina. These teams played two weeks ago, or less than two weeks ago, in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz. And the truth of it is, Carolina was the better team. And had they hit about a 35-yard field goal at the buzzer of regulation, they would have won the game. It wouldn't have gone to overtime. Watson, the former Titan, DeFonte Foreman, looked like a beast in that game. He's a former mm-hmm. Titan? Yeah. Really? Yeah, from a year ago. DeFonte Foreman? Oh, Foreman. I was thinking of Freeman. Okay, no. my bad. <laughs> Easy, Bill. My bad. You got me there, George. You, you may have stayed up late and watched the Lakers, too. I don't know what you, <laughs> may be your problem. So, Watson, how do you feel about this? Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not just. Uh, I may just be one of the rats on this just one. <laughs> you don't like my pick. Well, I don't like uh, Hawaii either. I, <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. I'll go for that. I'll give you one on that one. I got a better shot at Carolina, I think, than you do at Hawaii. (laughs) So, I may be dead wrong, but they played really well in Atlanta. And it looked like there was a hangover a week ago. They didn't play well at all in Cincinnati. And I think there's a rebound tonight against a divisional opponent. I'm trying to talk myself into this. Because I'm talking about Huh? Keep talking. I'm gonna you, need you may, to. You may, you may need a beverage or so to get you to where you really believe in this. One. <laughs> Listen, it's been so good having you with us. Oh, I I can tell you. Yeah. Really so you're gonna blow us off again tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless I get that mysterious call again. <laughs> Check your phone around eight thirty. Yeah, I'm staying away from the phone. <laughs> Good move. 
Watson, you have a good weekend. But I do know, I do know the weather. I know what I'm preparing for over the weekend. So I do appreciate that very much, George. That it's going me. to be bad. Thank you. Are you heading south, Watson? No, not yet. No, okay. no, no. I was going to say maybe you, maybe you get a little bit closer to the equator there, but oh, um, I wish I wish I was leaving a little early. <laughs> Billy, I don't know where we end this, but goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> see you Watson uh, see, you. see you guys tomorrow Herm Edwards will join us it'll be good to to reconnect with him boy he was great with us on radio several years ago happy to have him back this is Main Street Media Television